On this episode of the Fieldhouse Files, it's opening night for another season, but before we get to that, let's look back at last season. Time for another championship conversation. My guest is Popeye Jones. I know that Fieldhouse Files has a prolific following. You know, I just want to be careful about sharing too much with the world. And welcome into the Fieldhouse Files, the podcast where I take you behind the scenes with the Pacers, talk to individuals on and around the team, and tell you what you need to know. Well, how about it? The Denver Nuggets got the job done last season, led by Nikola Jokic, winning the NBA title. And I couldn't help but think, as I was watching those playoffs, watching the Nuggets have so much success, and see Popeye Jones on that bench, on staff with Michael Malone, now entering his third year with them, but he really made a name for himself, I would say, as a coach with the Pacers back in 2013 to 2020. I was there covering all of those teams, all of those coaching staffs, first with Frank Vogel, then with Nate McMillan, and, and Popeye was a key cog in what they were doing behind the scenes and in the coaching room. And he's a lifer. Popeye's been in the league since the early 90s. He played for a decade then suffered several injuries, an ACL, back injury, and other things that for his last couple of years, he started thinking ahead, started working towards coaching, something, as he explains, he always wanted to do. And then 30 years after his start in the NBA as a player, he finally came out on top. He finally rose to the moment and got to experience what it's like to be a champion, to hold the trophy, to celebrate with a cigar to celebrate all those little things throughout the season, all those times you have to come in early, stay late, extra film sessions with players, etc. So uh, a few weeks after the championship, right before we went to Summer League, I sat down with Popeye Jones for a long conversation about his winding coaching career, ending up in Denver, and then just what a special season they had and then what it was like to celebrate. I think you'll really enjoy this conversation. Before we get to that, just a reminder that you can read all my coverage at fieldhousefiles.com. Sign up, subscribe, and get all my stories delivered directly to your inbox as we enter a new NBA and Pacer season here. My 12th on the beat and going on over 20 years now at the Fieldhouse. Pretty crazy for me to imagine. Pacers Wizards coming up Wednesday night. Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, will be in town. Now, let's get into it. My conversation with former Pacers assistant coach, now with the Nuggets, Popeye Jones, another championship conversation. All right, as promised, now joined by Popeye Jones champ. I got to start with that. <laughs> How does that sound, Pop? Hey, Scott. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Uh, yes, unbelievable experience. Uh, sort of coming down a little bit, uh, but been on cloud nine uh, ever since the you know championship night. Yeah, the championship. You had the birthday. You have now the off season too, because when your 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 team plays long into the postseason, your your off season gets condensed. But take me back to kind of a couple weeks ago when you're on top of the world with the Denver Nuggets in your second season on the bench there with Michael Malone and what that felt like. Uh, it's, it's, you know, when it, when it first happened, when the, when the horn went off, Scott, it was, it's kind of like a surreal feeling at first is like, you know, uh, you kind of, 
reflect back on not only your uh, coaching career, but I reflected back on even when I was a kid on the playground in the small town of Dresden, Tennessee, mm. uh, playing on the playground and then going to uh, the junior high and, and playing and then playing at Dresden High School and, you know, and winning Mr. Basketball and then going to Murray State and doing all I did there. Uh, and then, you know, being a journeyman through the NBA, tearing my ACL, uh, hurting my back, you know, you just – I, yeah, uh, the beginning of my coaching career, how it went, you know, how I started from the bottom, you know, as a player development coach and kind of worked yeah. my way up. Um, so I reflected on that, those, I guess, 30 years, Scott. And, yep, it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess I could say 30 years of playing in the NBA and, you know, my first year I played in Europe, but playing in the NBA and then, and then coaching, not counting the, obviously, uh, the, the, you know, middle school and high school years, mm -hmm. but uh, I reflected on that and I got really emotional. And the first person I saw was Joker, and I just went up to him. I wanted to be like, rah, rah, thank you, but nothing would come out uh, because I was so emotional. But just thank you. That was, that was the only thing that could come out at the time. And uh, it was just an awesome feeling to not only be there to celebrate on the court uh, in front of our home fans, but uh, with my family, you know, my wife, and uh, I got another little one, them mm -hmm. being there, get, being able to come out on the court and the confetti falling. It was just an awesome night. There's so much there. And number one, I'm so glad the cameras caught that moment for all of us and millions more globally to see. Just some, you know, just, just seeing an assistant coach and yourself going up to Jokic, just the pure elation and joy in, on your face and in your eyes. Like, you could see kind of the emotions pour out Popeye and also right. I could feel it felt like those 30 years of everything you have been through it is so darn difficult to win anything and to win a title you finally had broken through and gotten one because of Jokic and the Nuggets right and and again you know the, saying that Scott obviously we had great co contributions throughout that playoff for run. sure uh you know but you know obviously Jokic was a star he was the head of the snake, and I was actually uh, – I saw him first. So maybe that's why I went to him. Okay. But as you know, Jamal was fantastic. KCP, uh, Michael, the, the whole group, Bruce Brown off the bench, uh, Jeff Green, uh, veterans in the locker room, like, you know, uh, DJ and, and Ish Smith, uh, DeAndre Jordan, that is. And even the young guys, like, you know, we drafted like Peyton Watson, the energy that he was bringing on the bench. Uh, cheering the guys on. So it was a group effort. And then, you know, a great coaching staff that I work with and in the front office uh, with, led by Calvin Booth. And just, you know, not only uh, thanking jo Joker, but yeah. also, you know, Coach Malone for bringing me in, you know. Uh, they had already got this thing started, and, and Wes Unso got the head job in uh, Washington, and he needed a coach. And he called me up, and uh, I, had, I was in Philly at the time uh, behind the bench. I, I packed my things pretty quickly. Uh, I had married my wife in Colorado. I love Colorado. We got married in the Rocky Mountains. So I packed my things pretty quickly and got here. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know, it was just – it was an uh, unbelievable night, uh, unbelievable. Uh, it's, it's hard to put in words still. Uh, but it's like, you know, you have friends who have won multiple championships and, and you think about uh, those guys and you ask them, you know, so how, did, how does it feel? How does it feel? How does it feel? And they really ne never can complain, uh, really never can say how it really feels. But what they all say is, I want to do it again. And it's so funny. They're so right. 
uh, I have that feeling now. Let's do that again, you know. <laughs> so uh, I could see why, you know, guys like Tom Brady, obviously Michael Jordan, who are addicted to, to winning titles uh, because it's it's just a, a great feeling to, to be a part of. And, and the last thing before – let you talk, Scott. Is uh, you know, I, I never knew how it would feel. You know, I, you know, as a player, I knew it was it was going to feel you know awesome as a player. But I tell you, as a coach, it to me it, it felt the same. <laughs> so okay. I was really, 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 really. Uh, it was an emotional night, but then also um, a fantastic night to celebrate. So were there emotions of your past and all that it took to get there, from little you in Tennessee to you know getting drafted and playing, and then getting into coaching does it all come in at once yeah they all came out at once okay. like, you know i was talking all those emotions from being a little boy and playing on the basketball court you know they all came out at once uh and it was they came out pretty quickly and and before they kind of you know uh then it got to obviously celebrating and you know i have a great picture of me holding the trophy with a bottle of uh champagne in the air which i i I, uh, my, I've sent it to my friends and all of, I told them, I said, I've been chasing this girl for 30 years. I finally got a hug <laughs> and a kiss. <laughs> That's fantastic. And then, and then to enjoy it there with your wife and young kid and, and I probably at an old, old enough age, you know, at three where you can at least see what's going on. Would that be about right? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, before in August, okay. uh, I think he was more excited with the, uh, the confetti, confetti. The court. Yeah been going in the back and celebrate we couldn't get him to the back he wanted to stay on the court and play with playing the confetti but it was pretty cool though pop did you know you always wanted to get into coaching after playing or is this something that kind of worked its way out and was a way to stay in the league no it, i always wanted to coach i you know obviously been a journeyman uh playing in the nba my last two or three years you know not getting on the court mm -hmm. i'd always i'd almost you know already started kind of grooming myself for for coaching you know uh I never was one one not to ever help young guys be successful uh, you know in the nba so you know even if they were ahead of me uh i was always helping them and encouraging them uh telling them things trying to teach so it was kind of a natural fit for me just to go into coaching after playing because obviously enjoying the game so much uh, and being around it, you know, everybody was like, well, why don't you go in the front office? And I was like, nah, I think I still like being near the court by the action. <laughs> yeah, you want to be in the elements and, and feel it. I think <laughs> right. I think you don't apologize at all for the winning, whether you're in the front office or on a coaching staff. But to be in right. it in every single day with this group, what stood out? why was this group so special? Obviously the talent's there, but I think right. even if you didn't put it all together and win it all, this probably had to be one of the most fun seasons you've had on the bench. It, it really was. I think that the reason why, uh, Scott, is because it was just the perfect mix of, and, you know, of, of young players, uh, superstars, role players, all good guys, all pulling the same direction, uh, and then veterans. Uh, you know, people always talk about, you know, you need to have veterans in the locker room. I agree with that, but you got to have the right veterans. Mm. And with, you know, a journeyman like Ish Smith, all the teams that's, that Jeff Green has been on, kind of a journeyman as well. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, who's been in big playoff series, you know, with the Clippers. Uh, those three veterans were just awesome. And, you know, it got to the point when you, you know, you always hear people say that the best 
coach team is a player coach team. And, you know, it was funny. I was watching an interview with Joker during the playoffs, and he said um, – somebody asked him, they said – you know, did you say a lot in the locker room? You know, he speaks up. He sp- he spoke up actually more this year in the playoff run than than the previous uh, one. But he goes, no, not much. He go and they said, why not? He goes, because we have veterans, Jeff Green, uh, DeAndre Jordan, and Nish Smith in the locker room, and I'm listening to what they're saying, and they're always saying the right things to the group. And, you know, like, again, having the right veterans like that, it got to the point sometimes during timeouts and, you know, working on the defensive side of the ball with Ryan Saunders and we would be in there talking defense. I would go up to DJ um, DJ mm-hmm. and whisper something in his ear about DJ and then tell him, go tell the team. And it was just awesome to see how when he would speak, they were all locked into him. That's so underrated, and you're right. I think that's some, yeah. something that every franchise needs. I think the Pacers felt this past year with James Johnson and a little bit George Hill um, to end the season. You've been lucky. You've worked with a lot of good bigs here, Pop, in recent history. Miles Turner yeah. here in Indy. You go to Philly for one year together with DB, too, by the way. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and Joel Embiid and then Jokic. What stands out to you about that group is their – something or two that you've taken away from every one of those experiences and what makes each of those guys special? Well, let's start, you know, where I started with, like you said, let's start with Miles. Yeah. He's there. I think the biggest thing Miles brought brought to the table and he's still bringing is is his shot blocking. He is elite at, and, and nobody taught him that, you know, he can, that came natural to him to be able to block shots and also to shoot the ball from, from, from deep. Uh, and then now you've seen him, you know, I'm obviously still watching from afar and you've seen him add to his game. Uh, guys rush him at the three point line. He's learned to put it on the floor, uh, get in the paint. Uh, those are things he, he couldn't do when I was there, uh, to see him grow and, and to see his body fill out as well. You know, when, when I was there, he was, he was still a little boy, <laughs> sure. uh, to see how much stronger he's gotten. Um, but you know, it's been great, and I still watch him, before, like I said, from afar, Scott, and when I see him, I give him a big hug. Embiid, uh, uh, probably the most dominant, you know, big guy that I've ever been around. Just so big and strong and dominant. You know, one of the funniest things, you mentioned DB, and one of the first practices there in Philly, he was like, hey, today I want you to take the bigs down and, you know, play one-on-one a little bit, and I'm going to play one-on-one with the guards because, you know, we're over defense there as well in Philly. And when, when we got done playing, I told DB after practice, I said, we can never do that again because Embiid won both boxes and both elbows, 5-0, 5-0, 5-0, That's fantastic. So I said, that, that drill is out. <laughs> just, you know, just too big and strong and too skilled uh, uh, in the one-on-one. And then, and then Joker, he's so unique. Uh, the biggest thing with Joker is he's a point guard in the center's body. That, that's, that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. He just makes the right play all the time. You know, if if he's single coverage, he'll score. If he's double coverage, he's going to make the right read, whether it's a, a kick out to, to one of our three-point shooters or a lob to Aaron Gordon at the rim. Uh, he always makes the right play. And, and one of the biggest things standing there for me with him, Scott, watching him, like, yeah, and you said it too, uh, you said, you know, you look at this guy, he can't jump, he can't run. But one of the things that stood out to me, when he rebounds and pushes on the break, have you ever seen a guard get it from him from behind? No. No, he protects <laughs> yeah. it quite well. Yeah. 
and he, and he and he can move. It, it, maybe it doesn't look like that, but he can really, really motor up the court with the ball. It's it's incredible to see, uh, to be. And then you know, then you had the shot making with him as well, especially some of those ridiculous shots he made against the Lakers. Yeah, you that's know, step back they, they, they three. Just tipped their heads. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. You know, step back three over his head reminded me of Larry Bird's shot right there and that high arc. Right. And it was just beautiful. I'm curious, have you, in terms of Arvita Sabonis and his passing and Jokic, what what comparisons can you draw there? I'm sure you've thought about that a little bit. Yes, I have. You know, very similar were, especially at the top of the floor. The okay. way, you know, uh, you know, we tell guys to screen, cut to the basket, and, and you look at Sabonis and you look at old clips of him, you know, when he was in Portland, Portland did the same. He would be at the top of the floor. I remember the first time seeing Sabonis, he would grab the ball at the top of the floor, and I remember it looked like a grapefruit in his hand because he was palming and passing it behind his back and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, the great Donnie Walsh, you know, being there with him, we'd always, when you know, he's he was always around and we would talk, and I remember him telling me that Sabonis, is, when he was 19, was the best player that he'd ever seen play. And obviously, I take Donnie Walsh's uh, opinion sure. about players. He's seen a lot over the years. Yeah, he's seen a little bit of everything. I, I want to go back, <laughs> sure. Pop, to January 1, 2022. I think that was probably the, one of your second best days, maybe, as an NBA assistant coach. And it was for bad reasons, but you were filling in as interim head coach. A couple uh, coaches were out with, with covid and you got the win. I think you got the bucket of water, and you were celebrating in the locker room. Again, I saw that joy on your face. What stands out to you yeah. about that experience and getting your first win as a head coach in the NBA? Well, you know, I think, first of all, Scott, we all we all work to be a head coach. You know, we don't, like, lose sleep that, that, that we're not one. But uh, at first, you know, it was funny. Coach Malone, um, oh, I'm down with COVID. And yep. then all of a sudden, the same day, uh, well, first of all, let's go back. Jordy Fernandez, the, the system was already out. And then Coach Malone says, I'm out with COVID. You know, DA's taking over. And then it was like 20 minutes later. And then he goes, well, David Adelman tested positive too. You're up. And so the first reaction is like, oh, God, what, what do I need to do? What do I need to do offensively? <laughs> what do I need to do defensively? You know, it's just all these like, you know, I've, I got to get my shot. And then it's like, okay, calm down. I have to do the same things that we're doing. I can't, I can't have all these ideas about what I want to mm -hmm. do. I have to run the same offensive plays um, that Coach Malone runs and the same defensive philosophy. And I'll tell you, during that time, it was great. And you talked about him earlier. I went to Joker and I said, you know, hey, man, I need you. You know, and he was and he really spoke up a lot uh, during that time. And he, he really helped us get through those four games. Uh, without our coaching staff, with me and, you know, player development coaches. Uh, but what a great experience. You know, unless you see that you actually can do it, if somebody gives you the opportunity, that's the biggest thing. But if you never get the opportunity, you say, you say hey, you know, I finished with a 500 record. I'm 2-2. Two and two. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Yeah. But to get that first win, I mean, that was fun. We saw it with DB Dan Burke over in Philly as well, get yep. that opportunity. And now he's in Detroit. And how about Frankie Vogel? He's out in the Western Conference now with you. So that'll make things yeah, interesting for be, next they're year. They're going to be tough, as you know. You, yeah. know. you know, I talk about no games went to game seven, but Phoenix is right there. You know, we, we got lucky and kind of blew them out the last two games. But, you know, they took us to six games. And, uh, you know, I know what Frankie Vogel brings to the table, especially on the defensive side of the ball. 
Uh, I know he's going to uh, do a good job with Aiden as well. Frank is one of those type coaches that, you know, really positive and tries to lift guys up and make them think that, you know, they're Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll do wonders with Aiden. I actually really want to see that dynamic. I know there's speculation and rumors. I want to see that at least for a year. Uh, to get you out of here, take me through this, the parade. And I think that's that the punctuation oh mark. And you're riding around. I saw a photo of you and Michael Malone, your wife, your kid. And to see the crowd as well that, that came out to support you guys had to be special. Oh, my gosh. We, we had no idea that there was going to be that many people, first of all, Scott. And it was it was amazing. Uh Obviously, a lot of adult beverages that day were were consumed. As they uh, should. But <laughs> uh, a lot of cigars were smoked as well that day. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was it was just great, like you said. For and it makes you uh, all the again all you go back to all the hard. I went back to all the hard work since I've been here to see all those people, and then you're like, okay, those late nights of watching film and. Um, you know, as you know, you've been to Denver, how far the airport is, going back and forth right. to even fly out of this place, uh, you know, on the road at 2 and 3 a.m., trying to get home from the airport. All that came back to me and, and, and made me say, you know, it was all worth it. It was all worth it, um, every 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 bit of it to, to for the city. And uh, this is a great championship city. They love their sports teams. And uh, I got a feeling next year um, we're going to be probably – full every night with, with, with screaming Denver Nuggets fans. And on the road as well, looking to see the defending champs. Can they defend that title? But I love that, Pop. It, it was all worth yeah. it because you go through so much that even us who are around you every day don't even see those unseen hours. And so congratulations on the title. And uh, it was so much fun to watch that from afar. And uh, we'll see you in Vegas next month. All right. Sounds good, Scott. Thanks for having me.